0: Hello, welcome to the fourth episode of our podcast about how to improve your online profile. Today, we're going to be looking at online meetings and online interview secrets. How can you adapt everything that you ever learned about how to sit around a table with people and use it for a world where you're being interviewed over Zoom? My name's Steve Cross. I'm a professional researcher developer, especially working in communication and presentation. And so this is a thing, obviously, I think about a lot, but I'm joined by an even bigger expert in this area and they are
1: hi everyone i'm sam byers i'm a researcher developer um, at cambridge
0: maybe let's start this episode sam with a bit of fun can we just list all of the things that everybody that we have uh zoom meetings and microsoft team meetings and google hangout meetings and all these other things uh, all the things that we see people doing wrong over and over again everything that screams i'm unprofessional i'm not really taking this meeting seriously
1: I think but one of the main things from, uh, that I've seen is people not dressing properly and forgetting that they've got their video on, and then they get up, they don't end the call. Yeah, that that's a. Yeah, that's,
0: I mean, yeah. it's it's difficult, isn't it? If you're if you're working from home, or if you're doing something from home, or if you're on the other side of the world to the person you're talking to, I mean, you're still in a meeting with them, so you've got to think these sorts of things through. Um, that wasn't me, was it?
1: No, no, oh. it wasn't. It wasn't at all. Because I. I know people I
0: w- that, oh, sorry <laughs> you no know, it's just i do formal things where i've got a shirt on but i am wearing like basketball shorts underneath but yeah, i'm definitely turning the camera off before i move oh yeah oh yeah 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 um what's the thing i hate the most so w- the one thing that astounds me is when you're trying to have a, a professional work meeting with somebody and especially people who are asking me for help and things and um they're barely on the screen there's just this kind of face right at the back or just poking up into the bottom of the screen or uh, looming over me in a frightening way all of these things saying do you know what Steve I haven't even bothered to set my computer up for this meeting I haven't looked at myself you deal with it what else do we really hate
1: people playing around with backgrounds whilst they're in a meeting as well it was a real novel thing when teams had all these really funky backgrounds and things but one thing that people didn't realize is that if they move slightly they kind of fade into the background and it's kind of like you're there now you're not it's almost like a a virtual game of peekaboo
0: yeah no i i think you've got to think carefully before you use an automatic background on any of these bits of software partly because they slow down your client so that you have many more opportunities to drift out of sync um and it can lower the frame rate and all sorts of things but yeah also as you say some backgrounds are just not very appropriate and the whole thing of you fading in and out of view is odd i mean i encourage people to sort out their actual background you can't see this listeners but uh, sam is in front of a, a blank wall with some beautiful paintings of ships in it and i'm in front of basically darkness i have lit my face and set my camera's um, exposure so that I'm lit and behind me is just a dark blur so that there's only me to look at. You can't look over my shoulder and go, has Steve really got a, what is that? I've seen people pitching for work with their bedroom behind them, uh, with their bed not made and clothes strewn all over the floor. And they're saying, well, I'm actually an extremely experienced leader in this. It's like, why are you telling us you're a teenager with your backdrop then? Um, it's astounding the things that people have been doing on these, uh, these meetings. I'll tell you the one that annoys me the most is people who are blatantly looking at Twitter or Facebook at the same time. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, that, that Yeah. Yeah. That whole kind um, of. Yeah. Like you've got
0: to commit to being in them in a real meeting. If you, you know that if you were in a real meeting and someone's talking to you and you started looking at Facebook, they would interpret that as a slightly, Uh, passive aggressive is that the right (laughs) term and it's the same here we can tell when your eyes wander off and we start hearing clicking noises because you're typing just in this zoom meeting steve cross is really stupid why do i have to meet him Um, especially if you do it on twitter because i'll see that later the
1: other one um that irritates me slightly is when people um don't mute themselves when particularly when you're in a big meeting and you've probably got 20 or 30 people and they don't mute when they're not talking and then you can hear all these uh wonderful things going on in the background and you'll you then end up focusing more on trying to work out what the noise is rather than what actually is being being said so i recommend to mute if you're not talking
0: And a lot of uh, video conferencing software has what could be a useful feature where it automatically lowers the audio on everybody who isn't speaking and puts up the audio on whoever is the loudest. But that means if you live on a main road and a lorry goes past, that's louder than anyone speaking and all anyone gets is the lorry and everything else is turned down.
1: I've had that where um, we have an ice cream van. Well, actually, no, we don't have one. We have about four that come from about 12 o'clock through to 7 o'clock. Where do you live
0: where there's four ice cream? This is my dream. One thing that I find very frustrating, I I run a lot of online shows via Zoom. So people are dialing in to see other people be funny. And um, one thing that is very difficult is when you are so far away from the microphone, you can barely be heard or barely be heard against the background. And the other thing is the further away you get from the microphone, the more that the sound is bouncing off the walls to the microphone rather than coming to your mouth. So you start ending up sounding like you're lost at sea somewhere. Um, And it's very difficult for a viewer to kind of follow that. Your brain has to do a lot of work picking out all of the reverberations. And in the real world, it does that automatically because it's aware of the walls. But uh, when you hear a recorded sound or a broadcast sound, it doesn't do it automatically. And it takes a lot of effort to understand what people are saying. So I just see so many people get all of these things wrong. I think there's an assumption that because it's an online meeting, you don't have to do all the things you would do for a normal meeting. I'm of the opinion you need to do them more.
1: I would agree with that. I think you do need to be, you, you, you almost need to overemphasize. It's kind of a bit like acting I've worked out. you need um, When you're acting and you're projecting your voice, for example, you overpronunciate um, th- those little things. Um, I think you really need to think about when you're actually on um, an online meeting, particularly when you've got things that are out of your control, such as internet drop things like that so that you can keep you can keep going and people can can understand you
0: and just from a technical point of view, whatever you say, the sound is being compressed quite a lot. So detail is being lost. And it's likely that your lips and your sound are slightly out of sync. So it's harder for people to use the visual cues of seeing your mouth. And often if there's 30 of you in a meeting, you're only 80 pixels high. It's very hard to use lip reading as part of what they're doing. So yeah, you have to be very clear. I, uh, this is entirely my microphone voice that I use for recording. My real voice is lower down here it doesn't really have the same sort of modulation and cadences that's my real voice but i use this voice because this sound cuts through much better and it's much clearer on a dodgy line or where you've got traffic noise in the background or anything like that or even if you're listening to this on a tube because i do a lot of podcasts if you're listening to me on public transport this voice cuts through whereas my actual voice doesn't cut through at all it just gets lost in the engine noise um so all those sorts of things matter um right well that was some things that really annoy us about online meetings we thought they'd get those out of the way uh, just to see how you're doing them but i think we've been on quite a steep learning curve since we stopped doing everything in person and i think uh, it's been interesting noting the people who have been learning as they go along and getting better and better and better at zoom meetings and interviews and um i think a willingness to learn is one of the things that leads to success for anybody including researchers, Um, so I'm slightly astounded by the people who haven't learned these things yet. Sam, um, what advice that you normally give people for meetings and interviews in real life do you think is still true or even more true when people are doing them online?
1: I would say you still need to be, you still need to prepare. That sounds really, that might sound really daft. But when, obviously, when you're going to a face-to-face interview, you're probably going out of your house, getting on some transport, going to a different building to actually have that interview. When we're in a a home environment setting, it may be that it takes you 10 seconds to get from your kitchen to your your laptop where you're going to sit down um, and have your interview. For some reason, that, and... I'm happy to say this and it's taken me this length of time from lockdown until now to, to, to really understand this somehow because it, because you don't have that specific you don't have that long length amount of time, you can kind of think, oh it's okay it's not only going to take me a couple of seconds to get to my to get to my laptop I'll be able to prepare. The, the reality is you'll probably spend a little bit more time perhaps on Facebook perhaps watching the news whatever doing some home things because at the moment it's difficult to kind of separate your work and and home life boundaries so still prepare still make the notes that you want that you would normally have made if you were doing a face-to-face interview make sure that you know your work as well inside out that might sound really silly but again nerves set in actually when you when you click accept on a zoom call and so knowing making sure that you know your work inside out means that you'll be able to give the you know give that impression that you are a professional you do know what you're talking about you are going to be a nice fit into the lab if if that's the the job that you're that you're going for don't assume that these meetings are are box ticking exercises again because it's online and because you're sitting in a very familiar environment we can just kind of forget that these things aren't box ticking exercises it's still a formal thing for people to see whether or not you're going to make a good fit i would always also recommend recommend um, having your microphone on mute and at, um, right up until the point you need to say hello again that might sound really stupid but if something happens while you're dialing in and you haven't got your microphone on mute for example perhaps the little one comes screaming upstairs or perhaps you push a chair back and you catch the dog's tail or you've got a partner or some you know or a housemate that's a bit frustrated and they shout a profanity those things won't get heard as you're dialing in so it's just giving that first good impression
0: I found when I worked in universities that we're all very socialized into a one hour long meeting and we chat to each other for about an hour and then after an hour you start to feel the urge to go and do something else because you know your hour is up and you can talk about quite a lot in an hour but when I'm doing an online thing people get fatigued much quicker after about 15-20 minutes you can see people are really like I can't resist opening Facebook any longer this is really feeling like a long meeting. It's very tiring doing an online meeting, picking out the detail of people's faces and so on. Um, So it's worth thinking, how am I going to uh, get my message across quickly? Um, because I won't have as long attention spans aren't as long and even if when Sam and I run online training and sessions that normally would be an afternoon online we do in 90 minutes or we do in two hours with a 15 minute break in the middle because people get so tired of trying to watch screens there is one small trick that I've developed that I think helps with this and that is that I don't have meetings where everybody is small all the time I have a big computer screen. I don't have meetings on my laptop so that I don't feel casual. I have a a big screen that I sit in front of and I put it on speaker view so that actually whenever anyone's talking or when I'm talking to someone, their face is almost as big as their face would be anyway, if we were having a chat. And I find that useful because I can zoom in and read their body language and read their lips and those sorts of things as part of my comprehension. That's just a trick that I found works for me and it might be worth something other people want to try.
1: Another little trick I've found is sometimes you can feel a bit self-conscious seeing your face, your face, your own face, talking as you're having a meeting. and one thing that you can do is put a post-it note over your face. Uh, just, don't put it
0: over the camera by accident. No,
1: don't put it over the camera, but actually on in Teams or Zoom or whatever, you can usually see your face. And just putting a little post-it note over your actual face means that you can't see your face, but people can still see you. And that does help just to make you a little bit more, um, more relaxed.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it stops you staring at your own face, which can often happen. And then it looks like you're not looking at the camera because you're looking at wherever your own face is. Well, one of the challenges I have with these sorts of meetings is that um, a lot of the work I'm doing, I'm I'm pitching myself to people like Sam as a communications professional to say, I can do training for your researchers, I can help them develop. So I have to really, really intensively make sure that um, I look like I know what I'm doing. And the same skills can be applied by anybody who wants to look competent and professional. So one of the things I have is I have a dedicated space where I do these meetings, which I know is always set up properly um, you know i can use the computer and stuff there but it's i don't have to get everything out plug everything in align everything i just i can sit down and i'm ready to go and i know that it looks right and um i have a dedicated light pointing at my face you can't see this because it's an audio medium but sam can and it means that my face is contrasted out from the background i've seen a lot of um researchers i've been working with have been buying the kind of ring light that you might see uh makeup bloggers on youtube use and you set that just behind your screen and the light from the front means that your face is the best lit thing on the screen and everybody can see what's going on i mean i i have had to take this to an even bigger level because of uh, the fact that I'm pitching myself as a professional communicator. So I have some quite expensive gear pointed at me. Instead of using my webcam, I'm using um, a small camera with a, a larger sensor and a bigger lens pointing at me to increase the contrast on me. So I look more like a signal that you might see on telly and less like a rough webcam shot again so that clients like Sam go Steve really knows his stuff here how come he looks clearer than everybody else on this zoom call, and also how come he looks clearer than the other seven people who've just pitched to us for this work i think one of the challenges i find with a zoom meeting is it's hard to remember who everybody was compared to when you're in real life because in real life you can draw a little diagram of a table and who everybody is as they introduce themselves and you remember them all whereas when i do a, a a pitch or an interview or anything like that i need them to remember oh steve was the one that and so if they can go away thinking steve was the one who was really well lit and sounded very clear that's all great for me that all makes me sound more professional And as part of that, you know, I have a separate microphone pointed at my face and it's very near my face. So I don't have the all at sea problem that you have with a laptop mic. Um, And generally it's worth thinking all of these things through. There's nothing hurtful ever about looking like the most competent professional person in a meeting, whatever that meeting is. There was one other thing I wanted to add for everybody, which is um, because we watch television, we're used to seeing people face on um and camera angles that aren't face on so your face looming over the screen or your face poking up from the bottom of the screen um they just don't look right to other people in the meeting you wouldn't you know they'd never see you like that in a normal meeting so it's worth thinking how am i going to set my webcam do i need to sit my laptop on something and have a separate mouse so that the webcam or the camera is pointing flat at my face rather than i am this giant looming face over the top of it where the fingers come into shot sometimes some people's webcams are so low you see them typing and it's a dead giveaway that they're not really listening to you unless they're supposed to be taking notes
1: it's always worth saying if you are taking notes just to let people know and i suppose um on on that as well um it doesn't hurt before you start a meeting to kind of lay down some ground rules yeah so things like just to give people a little bit of um Um, space to actually get involved in the conversation um is just to say right um before we start the meeting everybody that's not talking should have their uh, microphones on mute if you do want to talk use the raise your hand icon and also if some if you're typing taking notes just say if you can hear um if if i look like i'm not interested um that's not the case i'm i'm just taking notes and that Um, can put a lot of people at ease then um and just stop any perhaps potential tensions
0: I think straight away you've you've raised an interesting question which is within a zoom meeting how do we find space to let other people contribute because part of the thing that can happen is without the usual cues of people like leaning forward slightly show they're going to speak how how have you found it um, having meetings where everybody can contribute and we can really draw the best out of everybody.
1: I find it's a lot easier if everybody's got their cameras on. So when we're having team meetings we've all got um we've all got our cameras on. I didn't have a webcam at the beginning of lockdown and it was it was quite difficult for me to um to engage because all I was was SB2251 on a on a black screen. So I was having to use the hand um the raise your hand function otherwise I ended up talking over people and because we're so British and we're like oh no I'm sorry no you go you go you go and all of that type of um stuff the meeting was taking a lot longer it is easier when you can see everybody um, because you can you can kind of see see those cues when you've got a um, a larger meeting perhaps the uh, you know 20 plus it is really important to use those um, features in teams in zoom and google hangouts where the where you can actually you know raise your hand or something like that to indicate that you want to speak because we have to acknowledge that not everybody wants to have their camera on it's quite um it's quite a personal thing having your camera on and not everybody is is comfortable with that and that's abs- that's absolutely fine so we just need to, it's a learning it is a learning curve on on which ways suit your team best
0: Cameras are a difficult one because um, I think if you don't want to have your camera on because it makes you uncomfortable, you shouldn't have your camera on. If you're not putting your camera on because you haven't bothered to make your bed, then make your bed and put your camera on. I've also found as somebody who, Uh, is an extrovert, I talk a lot. One of the things that I found really useful is to really measure how much I'm speaking and really kind of think, I've said enough, you need to stop. And when I stop, I stop in a really obvious way that allows other people to talk because I might ask a question. Or specifically, I will ask somebody who hasn't said much, who I think has an insight. I'll say, so what do you think of that, Stella? And then they can pause for a moment and then they can start to talk. But yeah, extroverts out there, make space you have to think i have to give other people space but give people useful space and another thing that's useful here is to think about private rooms so if you've got a zoom pro subscription or similar you can break your meeting into smaller meetings so that if there are 20 of you there there's five issues and only four people are involved in each issue you can split it rather than have everybody in the meeting having to listen to the same four people talking over and over and over again um and i encourage you to do that and as the host you can pull people back out of room so you can message into a room to say you've got two minutes left and pull them all back out again you can use the joint chat so that you can all see what's happening in all the rooms there's lots of really creative ways that you can use that so that we don't have the traditional meeting problem of 90% of the people in a meeting not really being involved in the meeting so one thing that uh, I think is a bit challenging about um, online meetings is how you follow up So where you're in a meeting of the uh, people who work in your field from a wide array of universities and you want to follow up with somebody in a physical meeting, you would just walk up to them at the end and say, I was really interested in what you were saying about um, the nature of the physical geography of Indonesia. Uh, I've got some interest there. Could I give you my email so that we can follow up? Can I give you a business card? It's hard to do that in an online meeting. Um, Have you got any answers, Sam?
1: if you're if you're using teams it's really it will be really easy to to find the person that you want to get in touch with because you have that you'll have the entire directory Um, the thing that i found really useful when using zoom or google hangouts or google meets because you've got little text chat function in that what you can do and it's been i found it seen it being used really well within focus groups and webinars that we've been doing is people can just say i'm really interested here's my email address mm. and that's that's a way of of getting um of getting contacts you can in zoom as well have a private conversation with somebody within the team so it doesn't need to be f- to be for everybody again which can be really quite useful
0: so sam uh, with zoom fatigue or teams fatigue being real uh, there's two challenges one is staying fully engaged with the meeting all the way through and the other is showing everybody that you are staying fully engaged with the meeting all the way through do you have any tips for our listeners
1: what i tend to do is focus on the person that, the person that's talking the reason for that is i'm showing i'm showing them that i'm actually actively listening uh, listening to them and it's also showing everybody else in the team that i am actually listening as well I suppose a lot of the skills that we're taught when we're in face-to-face, you perhaps lean, lean forward a little bit. Um, you'd perhaps, have, you know, you, you'd give the, the head nods and things like that. They don't always get picked up so well, particularly with dodgy internet connections. And sometimes it can look like you're trying to headbutt the back of the wall because you're, you're nodding, but there's an internet connection failure. Just a, perhaps only just a subtle one. And yeah, you look like, you look like you're head banging.
0: And there are a couple of things that I found difficult when I'm doing panel shows, um, so comedy panel shows via Zoom, which I think are useful. One is that the normal active listening thing of going, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah, Oh, and then what? Yeah, Uh, can be very difficult on especially Zoom, because what you think is being quite quiet, Zoom turns the gain up automatically. So it's as loud as everything else, whereas it should be very subtle. And also it can be so loud it cuts out the person who is talking because Zoom thinks you're the active speaker now. So you have to move a lot more to using body language to show that you're listening and uh when i do this on a panel show one of the ways that you can tell i'm listening is i do very exaggerated body reaction body language reactions to everything so you can see me rolling my eyes and looking in fear and all these sorts of things and with that i'm communicating to the people who've bought tickets and are watching this that everybody is part of the performance all the time um and i think don't go that far don't roll your eyes and do screaming faces when you're in meetings but you can show that you're Listening and show that you're active. Um, One other trick that I have is that um, because Zoom's quite tiring, sometimes you just need a bit of sensory stimulation. And rather than look around the room or do something else, I always just have a can of pop. So when my body wants to do anything that isn't the meeting, I'm still in the meeting, but I just have a quick sip of pop. That was me having some, I won't advertise which brand it is that I'm drinking, it's sugar free. Um, So my dentist will be happy, they won't be happy. It's also very acidic. So, Sam, when, when you're in a meeting, uh, what do you find potentially very distracting?
1: Uh, notifications from apps <gasps> that I've got open.
0: Yes. I turn my phone over face down and put right. it on silent because even face up, it can flash up a thing and you're like, oh, my new bike's being delivered, which is so exciting that, uh, or I am missing an Amazon delivery because I'm in my meeting. Like, Sorry, you've just got to miss your delivery. Yep. If it's an important one. Because if you, you know, you're know you interviewing for a job and you pop out and they go, oh, is that your Amazon delivery? What was it? And you just go, a kilogram of cola bottle sweets? Um, that's not going to go well. Best to just miss the delivery.
1: You can, um, particularly on my laptop, I get notifications that I've got a new email and it usually goes, um, which is quite frustrating because you're kind of like, oh, what's that? And you're in the middle of a conversation. The other thing with Teams as well is that Teams um, team pops up with a, that you've got um, a new chat message or something like that so all of these things whilst they sound really subtle and they're not in a normal everyday setting they wouldn't bother you at all when you're having to really engage online with people and have that meeting or interview these little things can really can just subtly take you off course and perhaps uh, panic you a little bit so mm. I, um, what I tend to do is put use the do not disturb function on teams that's really useful because mm. teams then just blocks any notification coming coming through um and actually um exit my outlook as well so that doesn't come up
0: so there's a useful way you can stay engaged in online meetings that you have soon and that is to just look and listen to what everybody else is doing and take notes about the mistakes they're making and the things that you promised you will never do. And also, if you see somebody in a meeting who does seem very well lit or they sound really good or they seem to be somehow more part of the meeting than everybody else, it's perfectly legit to DM them and ask them what kinds of kit they're using. How have they set their computer up so that they sound like this? If they look beautifully lit, ask them how. They'll often say, because my laptop faces my window so i've got sunlight streaming in onto my face rather than what a lot of speakers do which is they sit with their back to their window so their window is beautifully lit and their face is completely dark and you can't see all the expressions they're making you can't see the fact that they're actively listening and everything is much more difficult for everybody and sam do you have any final thoughts for our lovely listeners
1: i would say before you have perhaps your interview meeting or uh yeah before you have your interview or if you're chairing or leading a meeting perhaps just ask a couple of friends to whether they'd be happy to have like a mock meeting with you on zoom I've, I've done this with a couple of friends you know we had a, a Friday night gin session and it was really cool We could work you know worked out how to use uh, the poll function on zoom how to chuck you know chuck one friend into a breakout room and another one into another one you know we were doing silly things like reviewing the gin that we had and, and things like that whilst it sounds really silly it was actually allowing me to become more confident and competent with the platform that I was using so and friends friends are more than happy to help help you with this or if you want somebody somebody else I'm more than happy to do a mock thing with you and we can just Mm. spend um spend half an hour 45 minutes just playing around so that you're comfortable because when you're comfortable with the platform you're using you're going to feel a lot more reassured and that confidence that you've got will shine through
0: absolutely i've been on so many zoom meetings with very important people who have to stop and go how do i um how do i get my powerpoint up on this and then there's a very awkward few minutes where everybody starts to think this person doesn't know how to do basic stuff um brilliant thank you so much listeners it's been lovely talking to you sam would you like to say bye
1: goodbye everyone and good luck um again if you need if you need any help with anything my email address is sb2251 cam.ac.uk
0: marvelous thanks everyone bye